Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I'm a mental health therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist, but I have also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing. When we finally awaken from the trance that we so easily fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I wanna help you get there by healing from dependency, codependency, trauma, and abuse. The healing process brings us through long-standing perceptions that hold us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. What is trauma bonding? Trauma bonding is a form of addiction. It really is. It's a form of addiction, which is a form of attachment. We can actually be as addicted to a person as we are addicted to a toxic substance. And in this episode, we will explore trauma bonding or addiction to a person. On average, it takes someone about 10 years to leave an abusive relationship. Why? Everyone around them makes judgments, suggestions, offers help for a while, and then they become frustrated because they can't understand why someone would choose to remain in an abusive relationship. Well, unless you've been in a toxic relationship and have experienced it firsthand, it will leave you baffled. Like, why don't you just walk away? Or why don't you leave? You don't, for example, you don't need your mom anymore. Why don't, why do you let her treat you like that? Or you don't need him in your life. Just get away from him. Find somebody who actually cares about you. These are the questions that we find other people asking. And we would ask that ourselves if we had not been in this experience. I want to tell you how intermittent reinforcement works, because this is the way that toxic people keep you in a relationship. This is how trauma bonding works. It is just one more manipulative tactic that toxic people or narcissistic people will use to keep you feeding their insatiable supply of attention, admiration, power, and control. And how it works is they give inconsistent rewards or positive feedback. Like it's almost like little bones here and there to train a dog. When, when training animals, trainers find that giving inconsistent rewards keeps the animal's expectations from getting complacent so that they will actually work harder for their next treat. And if they never know when they're going to be getting another treat or they never know when they're going to be rewarded, um, they will comply more consistently. Because, and they'll also comply without the constant need for a reward because they'll learn, they'll eventually learn to just do whatever it is that the trainer wants them to do 
without the requirement of a reward. So the inconsistency also helps to maintain some sense of instability, which tends to breed feelings of desperation, inadequacy, and insecurity. And then these are the feelings in you that narcissists actually thrive on because that is what they use as their opportunity to control you. So they want to breed those feelings. They want to keep you feeling desperate on them or desperate and inadequate or insecure because then they can swoop in and take care of everything and manage everything and control everything. So there's also something else that goes on. There's the chemical release in the brain and there's, it's called the chemical, well, I'm going to call it the chemical release of chaos. And during um, stress, several chemicals get released into the body, including adrenaline and cortisol and other stress hormones. And these put our body into fight, flight, or freeze. And so we react without the full capacity to think. Because when we go into fight, flight, or freeze, our brain's resources are really allocated to other areas of the body to function. And they're taken away from the outer cortex of the brain where a lot of our reasoning occurs. So when we're in this, we're limited in our ability to think. And the other thing that's happening is when we're being assaulted, whether it's verbally or emotionally or otherwise, there's pain involved. And whenever there's pain involved, the body releases chemicals to help relieve the stress and the pain. And that includes endorphins. Well, endorphins work in the brain in a very similar way to opioids. In fact, they work on the same neural pathways. So the opioids induce feelings of euphoria, which, as we all know, is very addictive. And that's why narcotics are labeled and ranked because there is a high potential for abuse. Schedule one and two drugs have the highest potential for abuse and include the opioid derivatives such as oxycodone or no, otherwise known as oxycotton, fentanyl, hydrocodone, Percocet, and heroin. Heroin is an opioid, and it is one of the most addictive drugs that can ruin someone's life. It's also one of the most difficult drug habits to kick. So understanding this helps us understand how and why people get caught up in the trauma trap. It is as addictive as drugs and no less dangerous. And we might wonder why heroin addicts don't just quit. If it's obviously ruining their life, why don't you just quit? Just stop. Well, they don't because it's so difficult. For heroin addicts, the withdrawal is so excruciatingly painful and it makes the addict so desperate just to alleviate the pain that they'll literally do anything and tolerate anything just to get away from that pain. That's the desperation. Well, as in the case with drugs or the reason that people ever start using drugs in the first place, which is to help numb the pain, that is the same as in the case with toxic relationships. People don't start out in a toxic relationship thinking, oh, this is a toxic relationship. I think I'll jump right in. No, the relationship starts out promising, coaxing the target to carefully into the spell by luring them with all kinds of tactics. Some toxic people or narcissists will use a combination of tactics. They'll look for the inner weakness to find a hook, whatever's missing. It might be the promise of love or the over-the-top attention or approval, or they might make you feel heard finally or understood or connected. Whatever they can tap into is what they're going to use. And that's the very thing that 
you lack the most. So whatever that is, that's their, that's their number one hook. That's where the pain may have been. And it might still reside at a very deep unconscious level. So this toxic person comes in and sort of numbs that pain. The other thing that contributes to trauma bonds are blurred or broken boundaries. If we experienced enmeshment in our childhood or violated boundaries as a child in any way, we would have no way of knowing how to even determine our own boundaries. Our boundaries have been skewed. Our sense of reality has been skewed. So a toxic person can really be in someone's life for a long time without the target even knowing that some of the boundary crossings were ever even occurring because it was so familiar to them or it was just outside their radar. They did, they thought it was normal. The ways the toxic person might seem to them, the toxic person might actually seem normal and familiar based on the target's own childhood experiences. So here's some signs. If you want to know if you're in a trauma bond, you might be asking yourself, am I in a trauma bond or am I in love? Is this a trauma bond or is it love? Well, here's some signs. Number one, if you find yourself prioritizing responding to the narcissist or toxic person's calls, messages, or texts, or any form of communication over everything else, if you find that you're prioritizing that, that's, that's a sign that you are in a trauma bond. Because if you're in love, there's going to be a little bit more trust there. You're going to know that you, they're going to be okay with you finishing whatever you're doing and putting some of your needs first and then getting back to them. Another sign is you reserve time and space for them. You reserve it. You might be so busy all day long, but if you're finding that you always have time to appease them, to answer their texts, their phone calls, to go do something with them or have them over, do, do whatever, whatever you're doing with them. If you're finding that no matter what you can make time for them, that's a trauma bond. Another sign is if you feel like you're on a roller coaster or out at a stormy sea on a boat somewhere and being swept back into these waves over and over again, that's a trauma bond. That's, that's what that feels like. Like you, you have ups that are really high and you have lows that are really low. Or you're trying to get away, you're trying to get out of this relationship, but you just keep getting swept back into it. Another one is um, that healthy relationships might seem boring because they lack that excitement. It might seem like, oh, I want a healthy relationship, except it's just so boring. There's no, it's not a roller coaster. It's not the highs and the lows that you get from a trauma bond. Another trauma bond might feel like you're tired all the time. You have no energy. Like, why can't you just pull your energy together? Another one might be that there's a lot of fights over really small things, like petty things. Like, why are we fighting so much about these little petty things? Why do petty things become so important when you're in a trauma bond? We'll get into that more in another uh, episode, but that's a sign to look for if you're in a trauma bond. Another thing might be you don't feel like others understand your relationship with the toxic person. Like maybe you're not representing it the right way, or maybe they're not understanding it the right way. They don't understand. Another thing might be the idea of ending the relationship is overwhelmingly painful, like beyond normal pain or the time 
that you are still suffering from the breakup is beyond the range of normal. That's when you know you were in a trauma, trauma bond and you might still be in somewhat of a trauma bond if you're having a hard time getting over a relationship that you thought you should have been over a long time ago. Another one is if you feel like nothing you do or say is ever good enough, it is ever going to satisfy the narcissist. And you always worry about that. You're, you're concerned about satisfying them or pleasing them, or you're worrying about upsetting them. Another sign is that you worry that you'll never be as connected to somebody else as you are this toxic person, that you have a bond so deep with this toxic person that nobody else will be able to connect with you at that level. That's a trauma bond. That's a lie. You will be able to connect with other people at that level too. In, in fact, at a better level, because that's false. Another sign is that you constantly give them the benefit of the doubt and expect them to follow through on their promises, even though they have a consistent track record of letting you down time and time again. Another sign is that you might find it more and more difficult relating to other people, even longtime friends or family members or coworkers. You're just not able to relate to them anymore. They just might seem superficial or somehow different. You feel different from them. You might want to consider looking at your relationship and asking yourself, am I in a trauma bond? The point of this podcast is to help guide you along the path to healing from trauma bonding during and after toxic relationships. Everybody has their own path, but there's some consistencies that people are going to find. Number one is separation. That is key. That is very important because the first step in healing trauma bonds is always separating from the toxic person, the toxicity, that negative energy, the narcissist, and identifying who you really are, who you are at your core. Because after being in a toxic relationship, that sort of gets shoved aside intentionally too. They want you to forget who you are. They want you to be reliant on them. So you need to get back in touch. You need to separate and you need to get back in touch with who you are and who your true friends are. You'll have some, you might've pushed them aside for a while, but they're still there. You have friends. They'll be there. They'll be there when you need them. Narcissists will always try to make you feel and think like your perceptions aren't real. So remember, if you're feeling like you have no friends or all your friends betrayed you, ask yourself how much of that is true and how much of that has been influenced by the narcissist's opinions. It might not even be their opinions, more of a control tactic. Another thing to do during the healing process that's important is to stop blaming yourself. It's natural and common for victims to blame themselves because that was what they have been conditioned to do. They end up feeling stupid for ever having been in such a situation, but that just works against them because it just feel, it just fuels that sense of they, they can't trust their own perception. It just feeds back into the inaccurate belief that they can't trust themselves when in fact they can. So recognize that if there's any self-blame going on, just at least recognize it, bring it to the awareness and understand that a lot of this has been placed from the narcissist. 
um, part of the healing process is going to require you to pay attention to your thoughts. So by bringing yourself to the present moment, every time you recognize that your thoughts are taking you to the past or taking you to the future, you might be worried about the future. What if something happens or worst case scenarios, or you might be dwelling on the past with regret or taking examples from the past that cause you to worry about the future. Anytime you're not in the present moment and you find yourself being swept into the past or the future, take a moment to ground yourself and be present. You can use all five senses to help you gain a sense of being present in the moment. Because when you bring in your senses, you're focused on your sensory inputs, sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. That will help ground you and that will help take you out of your thoughts and put you in concentrating on the environment around you, which places you in the moment. And finally, don't isolate, even though that's probably exactly what you want to do. I mean, for a little while you can, but if you um, stay there too long, your emotions tend to slip back into that. So try not to isolate yourself. Try to push past that comfort zone and get yourself out there. Make a phone call, connect with some people. If there's something that you can join, do that. Even though you might not want to, even though it might not be fun, or you'd rather just sit in on your couch, sit at home, lay in bed, but really just push past it just long, even if it's only for like half an hour, just give yourself a little bit of connection time with other people, bring you back into a sense of reality and a sense of connection. We'll get into more of this in other episodes. This is just kind of an overview. Obviously there's a long path to healing, but I just wanted to go over a little bit of trauma bonding for now and um, make you aware of that, at least bring that into your vocabulary so that you can start to connect with that and alleviate some of those questions of, is this true love or not? This might help you identify when you are in a trauma bond and hopefully help you start making steps towards breaking that bond. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It is important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve and remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or want to contact me, please visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com. 